0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where most every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of Says Who. Me and Maureen coming to you if you give it the $5 or $10 a month level. And if you do give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month because you are a member of the Says Who sticker club. Go to patreon.com slash says who.
1: I am Maureen Johnson, and listen, ah, we've discussed this. Books, um, I write them, you read them sometimes, don't have to. And if you do, thank you. Mine, possibly. If you like mine, thank you. Um, that's my pitch for books. If you're because it's still we're at the height of summer, maybe you're outside, you're looking for a, a spooky read, a good true crimey, straight up classic murder mystery, why not read The Box in the Woods? And if you have read it, thank you. Also, I just want to, this is a general note about all authors. Some people write to me and say, how can I help with you and your books Like, or authors I like? One of the, literally the best thing you can do is to leave a review on any, you know, the big site uh, or Goodreads or, you know, the big big site that people, you know, the one that begins with an A. Um,
0: Right. Apple.
1: Well, no, it's the other one, Dan. It's the one, it's Space Penis
0: Man. Abercrombie Um, and Fitch.
1: Also, what I like to recommend to people to do, and I do this myself, is I'll read the reviews on that site and then go and buy from a real bookstore. There you go. So do the opposite of, you know, browsing and then buying from that place. Browse that place, buy from a real one. (laughs) Fuck that guy.
0: Speaking of buying things from real places, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and get your very own Says Who merchandise. And I have one more thing to mention, which is I am on the road right now, which means that the Travelog podcast that me and Janice produce when we are traveling is out. Week one, seven, 10 to 20 minute long episodes just dropped yesterday. Get in the trailer with us. Enjoy some time uh, above uh, being on the road, not having water dodging the delta variant what more fun can i possibly describe than that go to the hitchpodcast.com
2: hello ah, Steve. Uh, oh, going? oh god what ah. really are you... Stay. Rudy, what was bad? That? That's just, uh, just a little, you know, just a little, a little motion you know in what? the ocean. Just a little, what? just a little gas in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh Jesus Christ. What do you, stop, Rudy, what do you want? Uh, just listen, listen, I know it's early, but... uh, Rudy, it's two in the afternoon. It's, well, I know that it's early. I'm sorry for calling. It's early, but listen, listen. It's hot. Rudy, are it's you hot drunk? Right now, what's oh, a little? Oh, you know, god. just gotta have a little, a little way to start the day. What? <clears throat> oh I've god! Been, listen, it's uh, it's hot. Do you know? Have you noticed it's hot? Yes, Rudy. Yeah, it's hot. Idea, I had an idea, Steve. Is it that you? Is it that you go away? No. I said we have a pool party. You want to come over for a pool party? No. Gonna have some... Gonna have some people of Andrew's over. So I want some other people because I can't stand that guy. But, uh... I I want some of your pool party, Rudy. uh, It's gonna be great. We got... Oh. We got beers. We got beers. Come on, Steve. What? Come on. Come on. Just bring your friends. You got friends, Steve? No. Neither do you. That's the point of us. Hey, I got friends. I got this guy that's been emailing me, and he's got info I on Hunter Biden, but also he said he'd be my friend. Who are you talking to, Rudy? It's just a guy's name is DickLord755 at oh, AOL.com. I like that Dick Lord. He's good. Good people. Oh, God damn hey, it. Maybe he'll come. Listen, uh, just to bring, bring like some floaties. Do uh. you got floaties? No. Okay. Well, since this is less of a good pool party, maybe you don't got floaties. Oh, oh God! Rudy, I gotta go, Rudy. I just no, I'm not. No, listen, no, no, no. Stay. don't go, don't go, don't, don't go, go, don't go, don't, don't, go don't, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. What? Listen, oh my God. I just um, I gotta, I got another question for the what? pool party. Will what? you go away if I answer it? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Do you got a pool? Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Zezoo. I am Maureen Johnson.
0: And I'm Dan Sinker. Uh, No, what do we do? No, that's different.
1: Wait, what? Oh, the, welcome! It's not the, welcome podca- to says we
0: don't have notes. Who? Look at this! It turns welcome out two hundred and two to... <laughs> episodes. <laughs> if we're not staring at notes, we do it wrong.
1: Welcome to says who? The podcast. There we go. That's a podcast. It's I guess
0: also a coping strategy. Maybe I am Dan Sinker. I am also Dan Sinker. Hello, Dan. Hello, Maureen Johnson. We are both not at our homes.
1: But unlike last week, you've got the video on. So I, for the first time, get to see the inside of the airstream in yeah, motion we're in, or in in action. trailer.
0: I am we are in action. we are in a mountain town just into the foothills of the Rockies called Lions, Colorado, which is a town that I think the uh, I think the weed dispensaries are about the in the same number as the actual population. Right. We are in a um, campground that's in a box canyon, and it is going to touch 100 degrees today. And somehow, I am on faster internet than I am at home. It is amazing. It's the weed. It makes the internet go faster. It's something. We were at an ice cream place yesterday that um, is in a little strip mall that used to have the laundromat that we would use because we parked here before. I used to have the laundromat that we would use, which I loved. It was this weird ramshackle laundromat where all the machines looked like they were from the 70s. And most of them were like that kind of 70s yellow. Um, There were weird books around to read. And I loved it. That has now turned into a dispensary, which is next door to another dispensary in the same strip mall. Um, And then there is also a place that offers sacred geometry. I don't know what that means. I'm into it. Next to, the over third, next to the third dispensary in the strip mall but we were the eating ice cream man yeah. triangles we were eating ice cream and in front of the place that is used to be the laundromat and i'm like oh they did a nice job they put all these plants in front and then i realized they were all pot plants i was like wow it's a different wow. world i remember back when police would bust you for that and now brave new world but where are you
1: well, as you, you see a little bit of what's around me, I am in, yeah. the, I am in the beautiful office, oh, writing office at. of my friend Holly Black. Uh, I am, I'm up in Massachusetts. Um, nice. I started the trip in my friend Cassie Clare's house and I have moved into Holly's house because uh, moving our visit around, uh, Cassie H-Hassie actually had to travel to Los Angeles. so oh, wow. um, um, So we came over here to hang out with Holly. And I, let me tell you something about Holly. Holly is like your, your, your. It's the goth mom. She's everybody's goth mom. She's also like everyone's creative. She is the friendly witch in the forest who will guide you through your creative process. Holly will drop everything that she is doing to sit down and talk to you about your creative process, personally, wow. your goals, your how, like your particular problems with your book or your story or how you are creating. Wow. And she's constantly like working and developing new methods Um, as of last night. So she's got behind us, this house is amazing. I can't, you can't see on this little, it, little camera just how incredible this house is, but they've got a big old dining room table and they have hooked up a roll of butcher paper that runs over the table at all times. <sighs> So last night at around 11, she's like, let's talk. Because I was describing uh, something I'm working on with uh, the arc of several books. She's like, let's do it right now. And she slammed down two cups of crayons, pulled a fresh sheet of paper over the entire table. Uh, and we sketched out four books worth of of like character
0: arcs. That is amazing.
1: That's what every... And then she's like, now I'm going to haul out my five different planners... Each one has a specific purpose. And she's like, I'm going to show you all the layouts I've been working on. All of the, like, Dan, I feel refreshed. That's like, great. Like, I got, we got up here. There was a party. It wasn't huge. I knew everybody there. Yep. It was outdoors. It was amazing. We swam in a pool. We talked to people. This is the first time we've also been without Dexie since. Yeah. Like, for we, she is at puppy camp. And is apparently having a really good time. Oh, that's great. It's a lovely puppy camp. It's up in Harlem. It's lovely. Um, and we're kind of just like
0: decompressing a little bit. That's awesome. It's weird. Well, that's, I mean, it's good. But it's definitely it, weird.
1: Yeah. It's like, really nice. It's really weird. It's really, um, I you know, I I'm letting myself, and I gave myself a present, Dan. Ooh. I didn't finish the second half of that book yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need I to. Because I decided no, yeah. I'm going to. You but don't. But you know need what to. I decided I do. Uh but I decided to give myself a gift. Not
0: yeah, having seems,
1: to do it this weekend.
0: That seems like a good gift. Uh, how about you, Dan? We're good. We uh so we have been since we last talked when we were in when I was baking in a car in Iowa City, we have been pushing every day we have been uh driving stopping hooking everything up unhooking the next day driving stopping so uh it has been great but we are now in this place which is about as idyllic as places come and especially now that it has a hundred meg down internet come on that was the only thing lacking um and we are here for 10 days which is great because um I, you know, last week was great in a lot of ways, kind of relearning how to travel after being gone for two years and how to travel in this specific kind of trailery way. Um, took a little bit of work and then we kind of got into that groove and it was nice to kind of all kind of refall in love with this kind of travel. Um, but it's not not work. You know, and so uh, it is now nice to be able to think that we're going to just kind of be here for a bit and maybe begin that bit of decompression that you were just Mm. describing. You know, I have uh, I've been reading a lot, which is nice. We've had such spotty Internet and stuff like that. It's really forced a lot of reading. And uh, yeah, I am ready to I'm ready to start kind of making some notes and start making some plans for when we get back because it's, uh, I'm ready for that, but it's nice. It's night. It's really nice here, except that it is fucking hot. Like, and and I always forget whenever I come to Colorado and you've been here cause your, your yep. agent lives around here. Yep. Just how intense the sun is here. Cause you are oh, that yeah, much closer to it. And, uh, so yeah, yesterday kind of walking around the campsite once we've gotten everything hooked up and I basically yesterday we had to like hook up and I had to almost immediately take a work call, which I haven't done in a week plus um and then walking around was like wow this is hot it was like this is just fire coming from the sky but um but it was good and the big news so we um i think i, I think i talked about this last week but honestly Maureen i don't really remember last week i was very hot um yeah i don't You were not well I mean, I was better than other times because it was shady, but it just got really oppressively hot in that car. And I just I sent you a really gross photo afterwards of just how much I had sweat down my shorts. Mm. Um, So I apologize for that. But um, when we started planning this trip, it was. After Janice and I had gotten the vax and when it was clear that that the teen was going to be able to get the vax and every single number in the United States was just plummeting and it was like, this is awesome. Let's go ahead and plan a trip and we'll plan it in a different way than we normally would. We'll do, you know, less kind of going into places. We'll stay at more remote campsites instead of the more sort of like super fun time campsites that we tend to do when we travel with kids. Um, And then of course, inevitably the Delta variant just hit and started skyrocketing. And so we have been very, very, not going into places, but we have had to do a little bit. And in fact, uh, on Friday, we were in Ogallala, Nebraska, which is uh, right near the Colorado border. And we had gone two days at campsites with no water, which uh, just means you use a lot of gallons of water. There is a tank in this thing, but we've never learned how to use it, so we couldn't fill it. Um, but in Ogallala, we were supposed to have water and there was no water. The there was, in fact, a hookup, but it was way too far away for the hose that we had to hook up to it. So we had to go to a Walmart to get a hose on a Friday evening in Ogallala, Nebraska. And I pull into the Walmart and it is a fucking raging party happening in the. Parking lot, like just like dudes chugging beers and like music playing, and I am just like fuck. And then I am just like, this is my nightmare right now. So, of course, what do I do to myself? I look up the vaccination rate for Ogallala, Nebraska, which is thirty percent. I am like fuck. So I mask up. It's me and like one employee and one family that are masked in the in the Ogallala joint and uh run, and, and they are sold out of hoses. So that sucked. But uh, anyway, this was all a long way to saying when we finally got here, we were like, you know what? Janice's family is here. Her parents are elderly. We should probably make sure that we're good to go here. And uh, so we took the Binax now over the counter COVID test. And I am COVID free, Maureen. I'm happy. And it was awesome. Very. It was really cool. It was like, this is... It's like taking a pregnancy test, except instead of peeing on something, you uh, stick something up your nose.
1: Isn't it in its instant?
0: Yes. 15 minutes. It's literally, it's like you stick this swab up your nose and it's not the all the way into the brain. It's the like part way up, swab it around. You have this little card that you put a couple, like five drops of some liquid into the card. Then you stick the swab into the card close it up. And then it's literally like straight up pregnancy test. Like if there are two lines, you have COVID. If there's one line, you don't. And it takes 15 minutes for the chemicals to move up. And it's like 90 or 95% accurate. So we had bought them just as like a, just in case somebody starts feeling a little sick, we should probably Mm. be able to know whether it's COVID and we don't want to have to drive around someplace. We don't know trying to find a test. Um, but then we realized, you know what, we should probably make sure we're good to go. So got the clean bill of entry. And now we're here.
1: Well, um, <coughs> he says coughing. It's really dry in Colorado. <coughs> yeah, I, I have to drink gallons and gallons of water in Colorado. Yeah. I drink it's like I have a pack of water in my back at all times. It um, is wild. Well, there has been news on that front today, Dan. Oh, really? The CDC as of this morning released a statement that's now recommending masks indoors again.
0: Yep. That um, seemed like that was going to happen.
1: And also I just happened to notice when I went on Twitter a writer I know who's fully vaxed um the his his little kids unvaccinated teacher has gave his son covid and then he got covid from his son.
0: Perfect. Because there
1: is breakthrough. It's not super common yeah because vaccines confer some protection but when other people don't get vaccinated they catch the disease for the rest of us
0: indeed as i will always
1: shout into the sun that's how i got measles (laughs) (laughs) a disease that's dead a disease that's eradicated
0: yep this one uh not so eradicated not so eradicated
1: So, it is um, very, very confused. Uh, Is this... There have been so many confusing phases of all this then. This is... It's not as scary as it once... Like, I don't think this period is as scary. Because we have vaccines and we have protection, like some protection. But this is, I think, maybe the most confusing time.
0: Yes. I, I, I mean... Well, I think it's easy to forget just how confusing the beginning of all of this was a year and a fucking half ago. But um, but it is, it is a very strange moment where even most medical professionals are willing to be like, we're not totally sure what's right. happening because this thing has moved so fast that. You know, we only know a few things. I actually saw something that was reassuring to me um, because we have an unvaxxed child and have been, you know, trying to figure out how do we make sure that he doesn't get it and, you know, certainly that we don't pass to him. He has not entered into a single enclosed space this whole trip and won't be um, other than our trailer, obviously. But uh, anyway, I saw in the New York Times yesterday, they were trying to kind of do some data work on Delta and the thing that was reassuring to me was they looked at um, case rates of, I think it's, I think it's 75 plus that in both the U S and the UK, those two populations, I think in the U S it's about 88% vaxxed and in the UK it's not over 90% vaxxed. Yeah. And while Delta rates are spiking among most po- other populations, that population, it's barely moved, you know, and th- they the what basically what the article was saying was this is the best week information we have right now on the efficacy rate of vaccines among a population in um, in that is as close to hundred percent vaxxed as possible. Right. So that you're really barely seeing any movement at all. It's really just a a handful of, of the unvaccinated folks that are getting sick. So I was like, okay, well that makes me feel a little bit better because if you just look at raw numbers, it can certainly be a little bit like, fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Dan, it's, I feel like this, I had this feeling last summer too, that we're sitting between some interesting periods of time. Yeah. Um, also last summer was, so last summer COVID wise was this tiny, it was, it was still raging, but there was a quasi
0: lull. In, in New York last summer, if you remember it was the Sunbelts turned yes. in the barrel. So it was Arizona it was the, and, uh, Texas was doing really bad over the course of the summer, Florida, that sort of thing.
1: It was Um, the time that people decided going to a Smash Mouth concert was worth dying for. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a real thing that happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was really last summer where people suddenly realized, because the whole thought was, oh, it'll go down when it's hot, you know? And then when the Sun Belt started blowing up really bad is really when people realized like, oh, it's indoors is the issue because everyone's going into air conditioning now. And suddenly you're seeing these spikes. So, um, but yeah, it, it it is uh, me and Janice have had a lot of talks because, because, you know, she has begun to really worry about like, what does the school year look like for the, for the little one or for that matter, for the teen and, you know, plans that we had started making for the fall or even further than that, like, Mm. what does it mean? And it's like. Similar to last year, you know, my advice has just been like, we can't make any decisions r- right now, you know, like whatever the fall is going to look like is what the fall is going to look like. And we can't even tell that here in late July.
1: <sighs> I mean, it's, ex- well, I was at, I was up here last summer and I was, uh, we, we were obviously, we were always outdoors. Yeah. and never really close but now i'm in my friends houses yeah which is exciting like that actually is. going in their houses um being able to sit and talk and kind of i've gotten to see some people i've been able to see three fr- uh, three friends in the last week and a half that i have not seen all this time so it's like the circuits are coming some circuits are lighting back up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. And also, Dan, I'll also say this, um, you, as I've been reporting on this all along, we have been in process of trying to get Oscar to England to see his family.
0: Right. You are not currently in England.
1: We are not, as we were supposed to be on a plane yeah. to the UK on the 24th. We did not get on that plane because we did not secure the necessary travel permissions. Yeah. However, at five o'clock on the night of the 23rd, we got an email from our congressional rep that's helping us with this that said, see below, and they'd gotten a response that the immigration department had approved our request to expedite. All Mm -hmm. that means is our request that our asking for these permits, so you write and ask for the permit, and then you can write for an expedited process on that. Yeah. So that after three months, they've agreed to expedite, but no one knows what that means.
0: <laughs> perfect.
1: So they're like that because of COVID and all these other things. Like no one knows how long the expedited process actually takes, but we do know that we are now in the column called expedited.
0: Oh, perfect. So
1: since and again, we the this paperwork was received on the fifth of May.
2: Jesus and so, Christ.
1: Now it's the 27th of July and we just got approved for expedited processing. Perfect. So we just don't know what it all means, Dan, but we think that, um, I, I think in the next, we're kind of hoping in the next six weeks that we'll hear if he's gotten his paperwork that we can make, we're only, we're not, this is not a citizenship or anything. This is just right. a permit to travel. Right. So, um, Then we'll start preparing for the possibility of getting on this plane and going abroad where we may, I may be quarantined or not, or we may be walking into a Delta, a giant, giant raging Delta party.
0: I saw a friend of mine um, who is Canadian, but I believe also has British citizenship. He um, just went to England and got there yesterday. And I think it was yesterday they announced that starting next week, if you are a British citizen with other vaccination, not from the UK, then you don't have to do the quarantine. And he was like, do I really have to now do this quarantine that next week I wouldn't have to do? It's more complicated than that, though. You have to register with a local GP.
1: Oh, so you have to have a local GP so they can transfer your results over to the GP so wow. let's just say we even got Oscar rehooked up with a GP to get his, like, his status transferred over. A that GP not,
0: is what doc, now?
1: General practitioner, okay. just a, doctor. a family doctor. Got it. Um, that doesn't cover me. Right. So.
0: He'd <laughs> be like, have a good time. I'll be here at the hotel in Heathrow.
1: <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be at your parents' house sitting in the barn. <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I would yeah. do it. I would sit there in the barn and have tea, talk about tennis with his mom and dad, even though I don't know anything <laughs> about tennis. Yeah, you they love the tennis ball. though. <laughs> as I always refer to their actual son Andy Murray. So, you know, there's um they're very they're very like they have a lovely way of doing things, Dan. They they like watching tennis and taking care of the horses. And having a cup of tea together, it's lovely, Dan. Mm, that so sounds difficult. idyllic. It is idyllic. Some people just know how to live, yeah. I don't think I'm one of them, or or I'm perfect at it. I can't decide which.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a two very far extremes,
1: yeah. I mean, like, I'm all I'm always working, and yet I'm not always where like I'm. I think I I was explaining this to Oscar one time that I'm like, I, I rearranged my reality to comport with my inner life. Mm-hmm. And so now I don't have to like, I can just work and exist in a reality of my choosing. Yeah. So I don't have to like, I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a party. I'm happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me ask you a question about mm. visiting people. Mm. Are you finding it fun but exhausting? Because I can do about an hour and a half of visiting, and then I'm like, I got to go take a nap. This is hard work.
1: A little bit. Definitely, last summer, I definitely went through the the mental ringer with yeah. that. Uh, because I have seen a couple people. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a little bit, I'm sort of practicing, but I was always sort of like that. And luckily my friends are all chill in the same way that we're always kind of looking up from writing and then talking and then looking up from writing. So that, that we, we can all work with that system Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, I just am, I am amazed. I've. We really have not, I have not visited that many people, but now, you know, with coming here and Janice's family here, and even before we left, we saw a few different people and I am just, it is amazing to me how wiped out I am. And I do think it also is sort of my general bearing, but holy cow, it is, I'm just like this, I felt like I ran a marathon after doing like two hours at someone's house.
1: Also, Dan, the Olympics is going on now.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Everything's weird. The, the weirdest thing about the Olympics is that they're still calling them the 2020 Olympics. So it's like we have fallen into some sort of weird time hole where we are living both through kind of the redos of last year and the realities of this year simultaneously.
1: Maybe it's just always going to be 2020, Dan.
0: Probably. I mean, we used to think that it was always going to be 2016.
1: And then we met 2020. (laughs)
0: 2020 was like, hey, bitches, let's do this.
1: If you've seen Loki at all, when there's a line there that says, you think I'm bad, wait till you see my variants.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, and it's true.
1: Well, Dan... As we speak today, there is some testimony going on about the events of the insurrection on the 6th of January, which was this year, Dad. It was. The Capitol was attacked this year.
0: This year.
1: Trump was still president this, this year. year. Um, he was apparently having a rally last night.
0: Yeah, he's back Somewhere? on the rally tip. He's back. He, uh, I think he is only being carried basically on... One America News oh, good, Newsmax. My,
1: good. I know I know who's watching that. My saw, Trump-loving
0: relative. I saw GIFs and stills from it. And, you know, the kind of the bottom Chiron, the like little thing where they put hmm. uh, you know, information and stuff like that. It chiron. appears Chiron. Yeah, it appears that the Newsmax Chiron exclusively prints facts about Newsmax as a uh, as mm. he is speaking, because below it, it would be like Newsmax is the fourth most watched news network in the country. And then that checks out. He would say something else and there would be another like thing about Newsmax. I'm like, that is a wild way to use your Chiron. Well, Dan,
1: I have experience watching One American News because of Trump Loving Relative. Yeah. Um, not long because you can't watch it for too long without feeling something in your brain becoming unmoored it's genuinely upsetting (laughs) um it was like when i and also the experience i told you when i started reading this book and then i i just i almost dissociated i was i was reliving angry episodes and feeling rage and a powerlessness and responsibility in some way but because i'm related to people that Do these things? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing them, but I'm related to them, so somehow this is my fault. Like I don't know. Like yeah, this is how emotions work. Um, But uh, one American news is so weird and cheap. It does look like it's being produced out of a strip mall in San Diego, which is probably the case. Probably, or like a WeWork office or something. It's (laughs) like the the the, it's a green screen or it's cardboard. I don't know what's behind there, but they have so little. They hire only blonde women and some bland, bland men and blonde women. Um,
3: yeah.
1: They have, um, they have so few sponsors that they, for commercial breaks, they make their own commercials about the Second Amendment. Sure. Um, maybe as an experiment, one of these, for one of these episodes, I will try to sit through an hour of One American News. Oof. No, that doesn't seem healthy. That doesn't. But. As I was telling Cassie when I was here, I've I've told everyone, I'm sure I've told you about it, there is a sister network to One American News that they also own, which is called AWE, A Wealth of Entertainment, <laughs> that is the cheapest network in all of existence. One of the regular shows they show are like the, if you've ever been in a cruise or in a convention center where they have their own channel where they show you like the omelet bar.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: They show that as a show. <laughs> that's not a joke yeah they show a cruise ship's internal channel and it's and they should call the thing like cruise great cruises or something and you can watch it and it'll say things like at our omelet bar you can get any kind of omelet a ham omelet a cheese omelet a tomato omelet and you're like this can't be real omelet how about an omelet with green peppers and you're like it's still happening but their flagship show and the one that i am a relentless champion of and forced cassie to watch the first the pilot episode of is called dangerous waters have i i've talked about is dangerous this waters. the
0: jet ski one
1: this is the guys that want to just jet ski to russia wow it's Perfect. about a group of chads that call themselves the expedition And their goal is to jet ski to Russia.
0: Couldn't they just go up to like the Bering Strait and it would be pretty easy?
1: Well, they do go to the Bering Strait down. But the thing is they're on jet skis. And it turns out that jet skis and the Bering Strait don't go together as well as you think. (laughs) Especially if you're a group of chads who are are idiots. And I'd forgotten because I'd watched the pilot again how dumb they are. They get... (laughs) Imagine just... Four random dudes. And the guy who's leading it, who made this show himself, he's like, I had to assemble my team. I had to find guys with the time. And then you realize that he hangs on that word for a bit. And then later, the overall narration a team like this has never been assembled men with the time. And you realize that is the primary thing qualification. Yeah. You had to have the time to jet ski to, to Russia. But the thing is, none of them do. They all have jobs and families that they've left behind to ride ski dues to Russia. And they don't. They're really bad at everything. And they, on the first day, Dan, almost die. Sure. They are 70 miles off course. They crash into a rock. They, they have to jet ski through the night and almost crash into logs and die and land in the wrong town. And that is day 1. And they have to stay overnight. They stay overnight in some weird weird place above a bar. The second night they fuck up again and they have to stay in an old canning town that has comp- it looks like a hurricane has hit it and all the buildings are half destroyed. Wow. It looks like a ghost town. Like literally buildings are gone. They stay there for the night with the one guy that lives there. The one weirdo that lives in the in the destroyed canning town. He's like, you want to stay with me for the night? And they're like, OK, because we're 70 miles off course and we're five chads on ski trying to jet ski to Russia. They fail in season one to get to Russia. In season two, they do make it across the Bering Sea to Russia. They took two seasons and are immediately arrested on arrival because they don't have the paperwork. Yeah. Weird. They didn't do anything necessary to be able to land and rush on jet skis.
0: This, this whole story reminds me of uh, it back to Ogallala, Nebraska again, where there is a very, very large, huge kind of shockingly huge um, reservoir where they they dammed off a river and a lake. And there's a hydroelectric dam. And then there's this, I believe it's 40 miles long and it's very wide uh, called Lake McConaughey. And uh, one of its features is it has sandy beaches, which they claim to be natural sandy beaches. And I find that claim a little bit hard to believe since it's literally in the middle of Nebraska. But there are these very large sandy beaches and they allow we did not do this. They allow people to drive their enormous trailers onto the sand and just camp on the beach. And good. I don't think it's good there is an entire network of old weather dudes in tractors waiting in parking lots to drive out on the beach to tow people who get stuck in the sand out of the sand for money. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you kind of have to take this very long windy road past all of these beach inlets to get to the various campsites that are around that aren't on the beach. Uh, and every single one of them has, you know, two or three tractors idling in the parking lot just waiting, waiting for the call to go get that money. But America, Maureen, Dan. America. Speaking of Maureen Johnson, there is actual news relevant to Says Who podcast, which is that the Biden bot is debuting in the Hall of Presidents at Walt Disney World. Dan, the in situation. August.
1: Apparently, the situation in Walt Disney World was very bad COVID-wise.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, oh, the county that Orlando is in is doing really, really badly COVID-wise. The mayor is basically begging people to get vaccinated and wear masks uh, when indoors. And none of the theme parks as of yet have changed their policies, which at the beginning of the summer became fucking whatever, Um, but... The Biden bot, Maureen Johnson, after a long delay, is appearing in the Hall of Presidents. The Trump robot being moved, hopefully off to one edge, uh, never to be heard or seen from again, except for the moment in the uh, in the in the show where they have to say his name. But Joe Biden will be taking his place center stage in the all robotic. Oh,
3: hey, wait a minute. What are you saying
0: right here? amy carter shoe yeah they have built a robot of joe biden of my man and he will be performing huh? every 20 minutes oh at sounds Walt disney like world for the next well, four years
3: it's not every 20 minutes but i get you <laughs> now tell me something about this robot
0: yeah how how detailed is it uh, well, you know, he is, his face is a little bit funny looking, I think because they had to fit a lot of gears in there, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he'll stand, he'll move, he's wearing a suit. They have a little table next to him that has, uh-huh. uh, aviator sunglasses on it uh. and, uh, Amtrak tickets apparently. Uh. And, uh, he gives a little speech. We don't quite know what that speech will be yet, but usually I believe they're excerpts from his inauguration address.
3: But tell me more about the, you know. Mm. the details
0: uh, they're you know they're pretty lifelike they're pretty detailed Huh? Uh-huh. I don't uh, but they're clothed sorry to say he's wearing a suit
3: uh, it's alright I can work around that <laughs> I'm a shoe I'm an article of clothing you think I can't work around that
0: <laughs> I, well, I just
3: want to know how detailed
0: I, I have regrets right now the dog just came out hello dog She's laying on the floor Alright.
3: It sounds unfortunately like you might be keeping it too tight for me. Mm. But I'm willing I, to give it a ride.
0: I would guess if you were to I can't believe I'm engaging in this conversation. If you were to undress mm-hmm. the Biden bot.
3: Oh go on. I'm listening.
0: It would look like a Terminator robot underneath. I don't think they skin anything that is under clothes. I'm so. willing to
3: give it a go. <laughs> let let your friend Amy have a look. <laughs> oh. Let your friend Amy have a look. Uh, let it hang low. Like the pendulum of a clock. Yeah. They could turn him into a clock.
0: Yeah, it probably tick-tock. looks a lot like that.
3: Tick tock. <sniffs> right between the ankles.
0: Uh. Like life.
3: Ah. Uh. Uh. I'll ride that train. You know what I mean?
0: I know what you mean. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know what you mean. Yay. (laughs) Um, But Maureen Johnson, the return of the Biden bot and the ability to go into the Hall of Presidents without uh, immediately regretting every decision that that led you to that moment uh, was one of our qualifications. Yep for the eventual says who trip to Disney world, which was yeah. supposed to happen when Trump went out of office, but then COVID struck and then things were looking good. And it was like, maybe it's happening this year. I don't think it's happening this year. Maureen. I think <sighs> that the Delta variant is, uh is fucking us. Well, but- you know, I
1: talked to an epidemiologist a couple weeks ago because I asked him about his, Assessment of our going to England. And he said, go now, go yep. right now before more crazy shit happens. Yep. Because but, where there is Delta, there are other things.
0: Yeah. But I, I was think like, that, uh, I think that Florida is basically. In the in the hot zone right now.
1: Well, I mean, the UK also has gone back on the US's red
2: list.
0: Yeah.
1: So. I guess if we go, we also have to be quarantined on the way back again.
0: Right. I don't know, Dan. Is that right? Is that is that Possibly. how that works? I
1: or we'd at least have to be retested on the way back. Right. I would imagine. I mean, I had to fill out a form just to get on an Amtrak train. Did you? It really? was. Yeah.
0: Oh, you all took the Amtrak up.
1: We took the Amtrak. Oh, well, that's fun. Um, it was really nice. That was the first. That was the first anything like that that we'd been on yeah um so and it was a you know it was a four-hour ride yeah so i because put the american old,
0: trains still move i put the n95 of...
1: back on and i yep. forgot just that suctiony feel
0: oh yeah i had
1: forgotten the suctiony feel because i've been wearing cloth masks for a while oh really um
0: yeah i n95'd and never looked back once uh once they were readily available and things got bad this winter i still am uh still am n95 and Everywhere well, I go. And I will tell you, uh, every place I've had to go into on this trip, I'm the only masked person in there. And it is distressing.
1: I'm in this town, I'm in is very liberal and vaccinated and careful. And yeah. yet, I went into the little store the other day, the little market to get some drinks and sandwich. And they have a cafe in there where, you, where everybody loves to come and have breakfast. Okay. And, um, it's the same cafe I would go to last summer and you order online, and then they would hand you the food out the back door. Oh, yeah. And it was packed. And nobody was masked because they were all sitting there eating or in line. And I yeah. was one of maybe one other, I was one other person that was wearing a mask. Yeah. And it felt, and I just, and, I, and I'm i like, in this place, this is the one of the most liberal corners of all of Massachusetts. Right. And I'm one, one of the only people in a mask. And.
0: It's just, it is, this kind of comes back to the original branch of this conversation, which is it's confusing now, right? Like we are largely left to figure this all out on our own. You know, the CDC guidelines are still what they are, though, as you said, they just changed up and are beginning to recommend indoors everyone mask. And the large reason for that is because what was obvious from the minute that they allowed unvaccinated people to go unmasked it was just like you are you have officially announced that nobody has to wear masks now
1: that nothing matters
0: yeah but um you know where you are in the state of Massachusetts there's like Massachusetts and Vermont and one other place are like 85% vaccinated which is incredible you know and so it is one of those things where you do kind of there is some weighing to do and that's been you know, one of the things that that I have been following as we plan this travel, the New York Times actually has a very, very helpful page for people that are trying to figure out travel and stuff like that, which is called like, I find it by typing case rates, your county or important to you county, New York Times, but it's it's a customizable page where you can enter in metropolitan areas, including quite small ones or counties, and it will build you a little list that shows like the positivity rates and the vaccination rates and all of these other things. And so, you know, that's what we've done as we've traveled is I have every place we've gone and kind of look at it shows you Case per 100,000, and it shows you overall positivity and shows you whether things are going up or down, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, it's like we all suddenly have to become little armchair epidemiologists to make our decisions.
1: Yeah. Not only for the obvious reasons, do we not want to pick up Delta, like just because we don't want to pick up Delta. Yeah. Um, if either Oscar or I picked it up and were asymptomatic, our, the whole thing to England would explode like right. we, like that would throw us you know or i yeah. or at least you know we'd have to <sighs> i don't know dan it's just getting to the point now where i am i do know personally people that are vaccinated that are getting breakthrough cases of right. Delta. right and <sighs> we came so far you guys yeah talk to your unvaccinated friends for real if you have them or acquaintances or there is a man Uh, As we drove through the center of Amherst yesterday, he stands on the corner and he has a giant sign that says the vaccine makes your balls fall off. Oh, good. Thanks, guy. Like, at least that's pretty funny. (laughs) If you're going to be that
0: guy. I guess that's pretty funny. I'm just trying to figure out even the like. Physics involved in that. Right. Like just somehow magically one part of your body disintegrates and falls off.
1: What if you don't have them? I don't have them. Right.
0: Yeah. So you're good to go. Or did I or
1: was it
0: (laughs) (laughs) in vitro vaccination did it for you? Oh God. It's a
1: weird time, Dan, but you and I are in the idol right now. Like we we're only here for a couple of days, but being around the trees and friends and fresh air, it kept me going last year. Yeah. I feel like it's keeping it just getting a break away from the city, just to step outside.
0: To me, me, the biggest thing has been breaking a routine that had lasted for 18 months. And at first, that was very, very hard. You know, like it was really hard. And especially like with a six-year-old who really likes routine. And, you know, most kids do. Um, But it was hard for everyone really to kind of, you could just feel that kind of like I always think about uh, the La Brea tar pits in Los Angeles, which is a still an active tar pit in the middle of the city. Uh, but you know, that woolly mammoths and shit would get stuck in, couldn't get out and get sucked back in. It's kind of like, that's what trying to get out of our routine felt like, right? It was like trying to pull our legs out of the tar pits. But um, now that we are out of it, it's like, Oh, that was a thing that is, that is a thing that is good. Cause that routine had gotten into a, at least for me, had gotten me into a very weird headspace where it feels very limiting.
1: Dan, when I was in Catholic school, my German teacher, Sister, um, oh my God, Sister Irene, whew,
0: she, oh man, I don't have an, I oh, don't have no. enough time. No, you almost sister, forgot them.
1: Sister Irene was the best teacher I ever had, but also completely out of her mind. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough time to tell you exactly how extreme Sister Irene was. Too little. She would sit there because there were only four of us in German and we had to pronounce things so well that she would watch, she would sit two feet away from us and watch our mouths as we read German out loud and then mark us off by the letter if our our pronunciation wasn't good enough. Like we didn't hold our umlaut correctly or we didn't, do a sound correctly or whatever. Uh, I once got a 40 minute lecture cause I moved her pencil. Um, yeah. like it, she was hard because one day she said, and this was like in April, she said, Oh, you know, girls, I haven't been out of the building since last August when I went to the store with sister, blah, blah, blah. If they didn't have to ever really leave the building. Yeah. Because maybe they didn't have the car. Like there were only, there were a couple convent cars and, sisters went to the store, but she didn't do that. So when I was like, Oh, she hasn't been out. (laughs) And then, then you get to the point where you're so compulsive that like you go crazy. If someone moves your pencil Yeah, and you give them a lecture on responsibility (laughs) for 45 minutes about how you have put, conferred the responsibility of taking care of that pencil onto them. And they did not ask for that. Wow. I'm just saying, things happen when you don't go outside.
0: Yeah, and that's—I think that that is—it's true, you know. And yeah, but my gotten, German was tight, Dan. The, well, you're my set. German was you're tight. How, that's got to have really helped you out a lot.
1: Don't make me! Don't make me, Dan.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Get go-
1: get, my pronunciation is so bad; I would Uh-oh. get in so much trouble. Heilige Maria, und in der Stunde unseres Todes. So bad. I would be in so much trouble right now.
0: Wow. Those,
1: nothing was tight enough. Wow. Nothing was tight enough. All that was, was the Hail Mary. It's what <laughs> I yell at people in German to scare them. It's good.
0: That's the only thing you learned. This episode.
1: The French Hail Mary sounds much more alluring. Je vous salue Marie plein de grâce. Le Seigneur est avec vous. Vous bénie entre toutes les femmes. It's just
0: soothing. Is, is language education in Catholic schools just learning how to say the Hail Mary in different languages?
1: A lot of it.
0: Sure. Okay. Checks in out. French
1: class, it was like 15 minutes of prayers and songs. No, you you get to, you can say the Hail Mary so fast. You don't even. You're done. Then you're in the class.
0: This episode of who?
1: One of the first 10 words I learned in German, Dan, was verlassen, which means forsaken. Oh, good. Freshman year, chapter one. Manchmal fühle ich mich verlassen. Sometimes I feel forsaken
0: <laughs> is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the Fan Run Discord server, visit tinyurl.com slash says Q Discord. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can join us next Wednesday for our next episode. I will still be up here in the mountains. Where will you be next Wednesday? Are you back in New York by then?
1: The other thing about that first German oh, monologue boy. was it was about this girl, I think her name was Gisela, and her friend Erica. And she sometimes, manchmal, <laughs> she felt forsaken. And then sometimes they wandered to and fro together through the streets. Or, wir gehen zu mein Zimmer und wir weinen zusammen. And we go to my room and we cry together.
2: From my then.
1: Freshman year, age thirteen. This is what I was learning, and then I got yelled at for forty minutes for moving a pencil.
0: <laughs> from my trailer in Lyons, Colorado, I am Dan Sinker. And then there was Lars, oh, who used God. to sit around in his later hose in,
1: waiting for the phone to ring, so some, some someone someone would take him, invite him to go to the disco. <laughs> no one, no one ever called him. No one ever called him. Not even Erica and Gizel. Just sat around in their room crying. <laughs> And feeling forsaken. I'm going to get that book out when I get home, Dan, and I'm going to read you the whole whole dialogue. Because it has literally formed the basis of my life. (laughs) I had to read that goddamn thing so many times that I I learned that when I was 13 and it's still in my head. (laughs) Get out of my head, Gizla!
0: (laughs) This has been says who? we wein in
1: zusammen and find the world fremd and friendly, strange and friendly. <laughs> <laughs>